0: And welcome back to Take One, the podcast that gives you just one roomy page of Talmud every day. And as we read today's page, aruvin 72, we come across one of those delightful hypotheticals that the Talmud is so chock-full of. What happens, the rabbis want to know, if five groups of people, not four, not six, five, decide to all spend Shabbat in one hall? And that hall was subdivided by partitions into separate rooms, each of which, the Talmud specifies, had a separate entrance to a courtyard that was shared with other houses. How many Eruvs do they need? Do they all get one Eruv, or does each divided partition, each room, need its own Eruv? Which leads the rabbi to bigger question. And I read, Rav Nachman Baritzchak said, the Mishnah is also precise according to this view as it teaches, and Bet Hillel concede that when some of them occupy separate rooms or upper stories, they require a separate Eruv for each and every group. What is the meaning of the word rooms? And what is the meaning of the term upper stories? If you say that the word rooms refers to actual rooms and the term upper stories refers to actual upper stories, i.e. they were separate from the beginning and are not subdivisions of a larger room, it is obvious, as this is the halacha governing the case of many people residing in the same courtyard. In other words, the rabbis in today's page, like so many of us who had made terrible life choices and find themselves living in cities like New York, where space is limited and rooms often need to be divided, Ask questions of how precisely to go about making these divisions and what exactly does it mean to have a room? What constitutes a room? It's a more complicated question than it seems, as our next guest learned the hard way. Welcome to your own house, my beloved wife, Lisa Ann Sandel. Hi, Leo. So, Lisa, tell us a little bit about the room in which we are sitting right now and why it is oddly super relevant to today's page.
1: I love that there's a question about what the meaning of rooms is because we are sitting in a room that you and I have called the library for many years now. It has functioned as your office and the podcast studio and a home for a lot of books that we have accumulated over many years. And as our two kids have gotten older, we started talking about giving them separate bedrooms because they've been sharing.
0: And we should set the scene and say that we do live on the island of Manhattan and space for us is pathetically limited. Basically, if you're listening to us outside of New York, go and look at your garage and that's probably what we're dealing with right here.
1: Yes. So it's a small New York apartment, although I guess by Manhattan standards, it's not the worst. And we have this room that has housed our books for so long. And we thought about subdividing it and making part of it Hudson's bedroom. And we talked about putting up bookshelves or something that wouldn't reach the ceiling.
0: Just as the rabbis earlier in today's page discuss in great length,
1: Exactly. And I think a lot of people who live in Manhattan would be familiar with the ways you have to get creative when thinking about space, when adding family members, when thinking about housing guests, or lots and lots of books.
0: And so we uh, eventually, spoiler alert, uh, decided to give Hudson a spare small guest bedroom and turn the beloved library into one part office, one part guest bedroom one part book repository, one part general utility playroom, et cetera. I have to admit, uh, thankfully, and I'm, I'm very grateful here, this is the project that you spearheaded because if I spearheaded it, uh, we would be living in a cardboard box. <laughs> uh, and, and so tell me, how did you approach this task of, of taking a, a very finite amount of space and making several rooms out of it?
1: Well, you talked about setting the scene and I think we need to set the scene. How many books do you think we have in this room? Because we have a lot of books in our living room too, but this room must have...
0: 5,000?
1: A few thousand, yeah. I'm gonna
0: say about 5,000.
1: So they were piled up on the floor on both sides, every side of the room. Um, In our younger, more ambitious days, we had made our own bookshelves. We had bought lumber and stained it ourselves and spray painted brackets uh, to screw into the walls and built our own bookshelves, but we realized that they were far from sufficient. We had books piled up in collapsing mountains on top of other pieces of furniture. And so really sorting through the books was step number one and figuring out what we wanted to keep, figuring out a shelving solution that would make the room look a little more civilized. So that was where I started with shelves and then
0: and then just like Rav Nachman Baritzchak, you asked what is the word room you know does the word room refer to an actual room? Does the term upper story refer to an actual upper story In other words how could we take the space and create several uses, several rooms several uh, designations uh, in it?
1: Right. And because we aren't allowed to actually build a partition that goes from the floor to the ceiling, we had to get creative with furniture layout. It was fun. It's a fun project. But really um, moving the books and organizing the books was the first priority.
0: Did it change the way that you think of the term room? Because now every room in this apartment serves several functions, and in some cases has separate sub rooms in it. Did it kind of change your whole perception of the time-space continue?
1: (laughs) Well, we're living in this this era where time has become sort of accordion-like and elastic. And I think space has become somewhat too, especially since we're here all the time now and every single room is really used to its fullest capacity. And, you know, when the kids were here learning remotely, it was like every single space was occupied at all times. So, yeah, we had to think about rooms in a different way.
0: Well, the rabbis would surely commiserate and imagine what would happen if they had access to the internet and could shop on wayfair.com. How further complicated all these discussions of eruvin and rooms and partitions might have been.
1: Oh, Wayfair, yes. That would be that would be quite dangerous, I think.
0: Beth Hillel and Beth Shemai will never stop arguing about whether it's Amazon or Wayfair that they need to shop in. Lisa and Sandel, thank you so much for being our guest today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com.